everyone and welcome to Wes Builds a Theatre. This is episode 16 and today we are talking to Jenna Omelchenko. Omelchenko. I said that wrong already. Apologies. <laughs> Jenna. <laughs> uh, Jenna is the Touring Partnerships Manager at the National Theatre, meaning she does... Actually, Jenna, you tell us. What, what is it? What is it you do at the National? Good question. Um, so among many things, I look after kind of our long term partnerships with venues across the country, um, trying to build audiences for drama. My bit of it is schools and young people. But we also produce a schools tour um, every year that goes out to about 60, 70 schools. And I'm just about to launch a new project called Speak Up. Do you want to talk a bit more about Speak Up? What is Speak Up? Yeah, I can do. Speak Up, um, actually very much inspired um, by Contact Theatre um, in Manchester, where I kind of grew up as um, in my early career. And it is a project working in schools with young people um, across the country. So it's, it's starting in three areas of the UK, um, Greater Manchester, Sunderland and Wakefield. Then it will expand over the next year and then again over the next two years. And it's about co-creation and activism. So encouraging young people to, well, change the world, really. Um, what do they want to talk about? What do they want to, what are they frustrated about? What are they angry about? And how can we use kind of creativity and artists and activism to help them voice the things that they're frustrated about, but also um, maybe change them as well? Amazing. We love a bit of activism uh, in the arts on this podcast, 100%. So Jenna is here today because she says lots of interesting things about community work. And we're going to talk about what community means in a second. On her rather, I'm going to describe it as, now what would, how would I describe your Twitter feed? Brutal, but exciting, <laughs> I think. Just football, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so if you, if you want to follow Jenna, um, she's got a lot of exciting, like, I, I, I don't know how to describe it. I think you're good at starting a conversation, especially theatre conversations and football conversations, funnily enough. And theatre and football conversations, the, the brilliant crossover of both. <laughs> I am here for that too. I am here for that. Yeah. And, oh, if you are interested in both and you are listening, uh, you can listen to our John Tomlinson episode that we did around the Euros about how uh, sport and theatre can work together and learn from each other. Uh, but you can follow Jenna at Jenchenko, and that's J-E-N for Jen and C-H-E-N-K-O for Chenko. It is an exciting read. Uh, I was actually scrolling down here. Yeah, now. I will talk about a particular tweet a bit later on. But to start off with, Jen. Is it Jen or Jenna? Jen? Uh, Jenna, yeah. Jenna, Jenna. My mum would say Jenna, not Jen. So let's go with that. That's good. We'll go with the Sunday name. Yeah. Uh, so when arts professionals say community, what do they mean? God, I don't think they know. (laughs) (laughs) We've been having this same conversation um, recently. I sit on um, a board of a theatre company. We've been having that conversation, like, what does community mean to to that company? Um, and does it mean, like, geographical? Does it mean, like, the community on your doorstep? Does it mean, like, certain community groups? I think, you know, quite often, like, we go, oh, the Polish community um or like uh, the Pakistani community, like is it like is it is it race or ethnicity? Like is it language? 
is it yeah all of these things so I don't I don't think we we quite know I think we use it as a bit of a catch-all term actually mm. and it's quite often the, pe- the people who don't come to your venue the community yeah. the community the people who don't come naturally to your venue it's like we have to outreach to the community so yeah I don't know I, I guess for me um what does it mean for me I think it I think it's geographical I think mm. I'm really interested in um for want of a better term like placemaking like place-based um like work so my thing is all about I work in places like Rochdale and places like um, Sunderland and I'm really interested in in what's happening in those areas like top to bottom like politically like on like for people like um like socially like in the schools in that area like all those things so for me I always think about it geographically a like community for me mm. is that particular area and the makeup of that area is complete completely different in terms of age and life experience but geographically that's kind of where my head goes I used to work at the Albany in Deptford and mm. I think this shaped a lot of that thinking for me because and I'm in Deptford right now as we're recording this um because I fell in love with it so much I've come back to Deptford um, and I used to think to myself, if I'm the associate producer there of community, which I was, I have to live here. I have to be yeah. a part of it. I've got to live, I've got to be able to walk to work and be around the corner from that building. Um, if everyone's pissed off because their bins haven't been collected that week, I need to also be pissed off because my bins have been collected. It's quite a stupid example, but in my head, like, what is happening in this area? I need to also mm-hmm. feel it. I need to be a part yeah. of that. I need and bet for better or for worse. There was they were trying to close the local library when I was here. So I joined the committee about the local library because it was a thing that was happening like in the cultural life of Deptford and New Cross. And the kids that came into the Albany, some of their parents were involved in it. So it was like all of that stuff. A bit like I guess the Slunglow Holbeck thing. It's like the community. Mm geographically the people who are on the doorstep of that venue that becomes very tricky though when you work at a national theater because that's a whole different conversation yeah um yeah does that answer your question not at all does it sorry no it does it it does very well um i quite often think community is a word that arts professionals say when they don't have a fucking clue what they're on about that's exactly what it is is. It's like a good catch term where you can, it's one of those things that, you know, it's the genius of the middle classes where they come up with a word that can cover a lot of things and make them sound professional, even though they've really said nothing at all. Yeah, we're going to do an arts council application. We need to reach out to some people to make sure we've kind of fulfilled the engagement bit of our project. Let's just work with some community groups, discuss. Exactly. Who, why? And what what (laughs) what do you bring to their lives? Like what? Why them? You know what I mean? Like, do they want to? Do they want you to outreach them, or they can't be out? Like what? You know what is it? So yeah, I I find thinking about geography and place a much more interesting conversation rather than going this 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 group or just a catch-all term, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know. um, I know someone that got approached by. I'm not going to name the venue. I'm not going to name and shame on here. <laughs> don't want to lose listeners. Um, but literally, he was pulled into a meeting, and he's um, for he well, he's a Muslim, and they basically was trying to get him to speak for all Muslims in Manchester. 
<laughs> they were like, what do you like? Useful. I used I get asked to speak half of the whole north quite often. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a big ask. Yeah, yeah. But I'm always like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, do it. Why not? You can be the northerner yeah. in London, I guess. You yeah, are exactly. our first uh, living in London or working in London person on this podcast, by the way. Oh wow, so that's actually pretty for good. Us, yeah, for us, you're representing all Londoners. Uh, I'm not sure they would say that, but I'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is something that came up on your Twitter feed a while ago. Um, mm. You were talking about the language around community outreach. So we've brushed on that a little bit more. But yeah. do you want to say a bit more about your feelings around that and like what you think about it and like what words get used quite often? that you do like or you don't like? Um, I hate the word outreach with a passion, with an absolute passion. Um, and when people say it, like my blood runs cold for a little second. Um, yeah, I really, I really hate that. I, I guess where it comes from, and I've worked in lots of different kind of organisations over the years, contact was kind of where I learned my craft so I guess I was a little bit spoiled by that, by that building, by that organisation, by the ethos of it. And I, and you know it well, obviously. Um, mm. And then the Albany, very similar, um, like different kind of different mission and aims, but similar vibes in, in the building, in the space. Um, and then some of the organisations that I won't name that felt... And not the one I'm currently in, by the way, like just disclaimer, but um, yeah. <laughs> some organisations that I have worked for where it felt very um, philanthropic, mm. like run by kind of wealthy people or people who are from extremely privileged backgrounds. And the vibe, the vibe was very, we are giving you the gift of art, poor people. Like we are giving you theater or music <laughs> or art you don't have any because you're all poor um but don't worry we've got some because we we you know that we're that we we have money we have like means so we're going to give you some and i i like in like deep down like hate 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 that there is nothing worse for me mm. than coming coming to working in the arts or engagement or work or whatever you want to call what I do with, with an idea that you know better, that you have something that needs to be gifted to a particular group or community, if we're going to use that word, and that it's a gift that you are bestowing because it means that you can take it away. And mm. the power dynamic there, I find really, like, really quite distressing. Like, I grew up in um, North Manchester, an area called Moston. My grandparents are all um, immigrants, Eastern European and Irish. Um, like, we we didn't have much growing up, nothing, you know, it, like, it was, I had a lovely childhood. Like, my mum and me had a great old time, but definitely, definitely, definitely a working class background. And um, we, the idea that people don't have culture if they don't have money, to me, is just madness. It's madness. Mm. Um, so, and the word, uh, that's a long way of saying, the word outreach to me says that you have something that you want to give to people. 
and the power dynamic and all of that and the kind of philanthropic nature of it like this is not Victorian England like I like surely it's about redistribution rather than it is about gifting so yeah language around um what we do I think is really um I think is really tricky and really archaic and it makes me quite yeah mad I also hate the word (laughs) regional too I hate regional (laughs) <laughs> there are loads of words that I really hate that make me feel a little bit like sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm completely I'm completely with you on the kind of uh, outreach thing. We I always say uh, those that can't be asked with the arts, or those that can't be asked currently with the arts, because yeah, it's more that you're not you're not providing for people. You're not like you're not even interested in doing it. It's this um it's like this old thing of like this culture is better than this culture, therefore you know, we'll welcome you in and then it'll change your life once you've experienced oh, this culture. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than being like, what are you guys actually into? Like, what can we do that you guys actually want? And that, because realistically, it's, theatre should be desperate, like dying to get people in from backgrounds and ethnicities, etc. that they don't already have. Because, you know, at the, at the very crux of it, the very bottom of it, if you take all this, philanthropic stuff out of it it's more people come in to what you do yeah so why wouldn't you try and like create things that might interest them rather than being like we think this is really good and you will too like come on like you know what I mean yeah I know exactly what you mean I thought yeah it's it's um I've been a bugbear of mine for for many years and yeah I just there's also the kind of assumption that people don't have art in their lives because they don't come to your venue, which mm. I find bizarre. They don't want to spend 35 quid on a ticket to see some like shite or boring version of some classic play that was written by an old dead white man 200 years ago. Mm. Um, therefore, they don't have art. Like what? <laughs> like they don't have culture. Like they, you know, they they'll have different culture and different art. They'll listen to music. They'll listen to podcasts, maybe. Um, you know what I mean? They'll have maybe have artwork on their walls. They'll like they'll they'll read or they'll watch TV or they'll watch films. They'll go to cinema. Like they'll do like they'll engage with cultural activities. They just don't want to come to your building. So this idea of like you need art in your life. You don't have it. We're going to give it to you. I find. Yeah, I find that tricky. And I also think there's something about... Uh, God, I'm really angry this morning. <laughs> I don't know what's happened. It's because my football team lost really badly yesterday. I'm just furious. Yeah, I just... I find that really kind of fascinating as well, this this idea that, um, yeah, people don't have art or culture and that we need to give it to them. Because that's just quite insulting, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think that philanthropic kind of side is such a hard word to say that uh that's that side of things is so yeah. prevalent in like i think even even theaters that are quite forward thinking still have a little bit of that left in the hate to say the word outreach departments mm. uh, and yeah it is something that needs clearing up and sorting out as soon as possible you just need more people from di- from di- diverse or different backgrounds and different life experiences mm. in working in those departments to yeah. break that down. That's what, you know, that's the, I mean, not just in that department, every department, but while yeah. it is run by, while those places are, are sort of run by a particular demographic 
are people from a certain background and life experience that yeah. things don't change, do they? Yeah. And it's interesting what you said about moving close to the theatre you were working in. I wonder how many people on senior management teams and exec roles live in comparison to where the theatre is or the communities that they say they're going to engage. Mm. That would be an interesting study. Yeah, I used to love it. I mean, it got a bit intense, like, because all the young people who came to the venue also lived nearby. So you'd be in, you know, you'd be in like Tesco and be like, hi, Jenna. <laughs> um, Saturday afternoon or like you know you'd be in the pub and someone's parent would ask if they could do work experience with you know for, for their kid and you'd be like I'm in the pub like <laughs> um but yeah also a lot of fun and like a lovely kind of community to be a part of so let's talk about this tweet this was a fairly recent one um the majority of theatre buildings are dull and intrinsically hierarchical and patriarchal and trying to, and this is in like, quote, oh, I don't even know what the punctuation is called. These ones, apostrophes. Mm. Uh, is it apostrophes? Change and trying to change them is a waste of everyone's time. Can yeah. you pick that a little bit for me? Yeah, I was just being a bit controversial that day, I think. <laughs> I like um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, how, what did I mean by that? Let me think about it. So let's start off with the uh, theatre buildings are dull. Why, why are theatre buildings dull? Or most of them, the majority? I mean, they're just a bit lifeless, aren't they? Mm. Like, I'm trying to think. I remember, okay, so let me start off with a good example. I remember when I walked into Contact when I was like 15. And this is not a Contact, um, like... Um, fangirl. Well, maybe it is fangirl. <laughs> um, but when I what I remember, like I did drama at GCSE, and we went. I had a great drama teacher, like one, you know, and at the time when she had a budget, so we used to go to quite a lot of venues: Bolton Octagon, mm. um, Oldham Coliseum, the Library Theatre, and we'd go to the Royal Exchange. And um, one day she took us to Contact, and I remember walking in, and I was like, "Wow." Like the colours, the atmosphere, the music, the vibe, everyone was just really chilled and really, it didn't feel stuffy. Everyone was just dressed in like tracky bottoms. There were people who were like slightly older than me everywhere, just knocking around. The woman on the front desk had a shaved head and tattoos. I'd never seen a woman with a shaved head in like <laughs> from Moston, in Moston or Oldham. And I just was like, oh, it doesn't have to feel stuffy. It doesn't have to feel formal. It, it can feel exciting. It can feel relaxed. It can feel accessible. It can feel open. It doesn't mm. have to feel like I'm underdressed whenever I walk in. Conversely, I used to walk into the Royal Exchange. This is no beef to the Royal Exchange because that this was when I was 16. This is 20 years ago. Um, but I used to walk in with a school group, uh, with my school group in my tracky bottoms and my trainers. And I always, always felt um, not welcome. I felt like embarrassed about what I was wearing. I felt embarrassed about like what we were all wearing. I felt like I'd done something wrong before I even opened my mouth because mm. the other patrons, the other audience members were kind of looking at us like we'd done something wrong and kind of like, oh God, here we go. Um, the kids are in, they're going to be a nightmare. They're going to disturb my night. I've come here and they were all dressed up like and had, you know, glasses of wine and it all looked very formal and very serious. And I hated it. I really hated it. And I hated going there. 
I saw some, I remember plays I saw there being absolutely brilliant, but that bit before and the bit in the interval, oh, I hated mm. it. I felt really, wanted to hide. Um, and I still get that in that building now because I remember getting it as a kid. So yeah. I guess that's one aspect of why they're dull because what you walk in and it's a formal atmosphere and everybody's really serious and you feel like you've got to conform to a certain way of behaving and the atmosphere feels like, yeah, formal, and cold and not welcoming unless you're a certain type of person. And I've never mm. been that type of person. I still wear my trackies to the theatre. Um, yeah, so I think the, that that first bit of it is dull. I think quite often um, a lot of, well, no, a lot of the programme, that sounds mean. That's not true. I don't mean that. But I think the... You know there is a reliance on on a, on a certain type of work, like for for instance, like theatre for me can be is the broadest spectrum of work. You know it it it's it's dance, it's poetry, it's music, it's expression. The idea that it has to be on a um on on a stage with an audience in a particular um, configuration is quite dull, really. When you mm. think about it, this mo the most kind of imaginative beautiful um form of expression and we've kind of pushed it and forced it onto this like very particular configuration where we all sit there in silence that's a bit boring like i love doing it i do mm. enjoy it but like if you're a teenager or if you're um or if you that's just not your culture mm. sitting in a in a dark room for like three hours while there's a a play by a old dead white man white man on the stage in front of you and you can't you can't really like react you know and you can't really like join in or anything like that that's quite dull at it's like very basic level when you think about it yeah kind of squeeze yeah. this art form with all of its kind of Im imagination into this very particular box um and then tell everyone to be quiet and watch it and you know <laughs> like that that to me is inherently quite limiting dull is probably yeah. the wrong word i was being provocative but i think it's limiting yeah i don't know i'd go dull um I don't know. And, I, I, <laughs> and i think it comes from a lot of the time uh theaters playing it quite safe so because they've not been traditionally very good at getting people from a whole set of backgrounds they're desperately trying to impress one audience because they know they have to keep bringing them back so that and yeah. limiting them to certain types of art so that's definitely the dullness and probably you've, you've discussed a little bit of the hierarchical kind of stuff there because yeah. you know there's obviously audiences that are provided for and audiences that aren't is there anything to do with like staff structures or anything that you find very hierarchical or well yeah thing? I mean they, they they inherently are as well um you know, at the top, you have a, a director and an exec and then, you know, and and a board that quite often, you know, you as staff don't meet or don't really have access to these kind of secret people who, <laughs> who, you, who you never meet, um, maybe once at a function, you know what I mean? So it's just like they are hierarchical. They are. And, and in a way, like and this isn't a criticism of them, really, like buildings need to function like they need to be safe they need to follow certain like legislation they need to be clean 
they need to like pr- like provide a service that is smooth and quick they are and you know and they're expensive they're expensive and quite a lot of the function of the building isn't about making the art it's about making it safe making it function making it work making um like making sure the drinks are stocked the food sorted the toilets are cleaned and ready to go like as the function of a public building mm. a lot of those jobs and roles aren't about making art at all they're about the it's about the experience but they're not about making the art i guess so inherently you know these buildings have to serve and i'm not saying that get rid of that i'm saying buildings have to serve that function to be safe to be mm. welcoming for an audience whatever audience that is so you need all of that which means that you do you need that structure you need that you know there are then there are budgets to run there's finance there's hr we all know we need better hr and you know support for staff and you know there's well-being people in in good places who look after mental health of staff that you know oh, and then the bigger the venue gets the more people you need to run it that aren't about like the national, you know what I mean? Like it's it's a huge operation, Royal Exchange, a huge operation. They've got a highest department, they've got a bookshop, you know what I mean? Like big, mm. big operations. Inherently, that will have a hierarchy and a structure and a bureaucracy around it. So, which which is quite limiting, you know? There's certain yeah. functions that have got to happen for these buildings to be able to run, if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a ship, I guess. It's, yeah. The bigger you are, the harder to turn. The bigger uh, you are, had to turn. The bigger, yeah. The more, the more budget you've got, the more, the more to lose. The more to look, to, the more to. You have to keep that ship going as well. Mm. Um, and that's not that's not about theatre, about any organisation. You know, the bigger you get, the, the you know. And it's like also in my role, the 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 bigger the kind of more you move up in these jobs, the less you actually work with young people on the ground. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The, the the more you're managing people and budgets and staff and spreadsheets and funding, the less mm. you are working with young people in a space, in a school. Like, you're not. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the more kind of, like, detached you can become and then I forget think so. what, what it's yeah. all actually about. Yeah. And so when you say that trying to change them is a waste of everyone's time, <laughs> are you do, you... do you think that basically buildings that exist can just stay there and do that for whatever audiences it already has your kind of stereotypical theater audience if you think about it and then there needs to be new kind of theater spaces that are more agile or different that need to be built or what do you mean you know i don't even i don't even know what i mean because I, <laughs> <laughs> like i said i was being provocative that day and just there was some sort of conversation going on that i was finding like really boring so i thought oh i'm just, <laughs> just a bit of a spanner in the works why not um i think i was just having a slow day <laughs> um, this is why jenna uh, jenna's uh Twitter feed is amazing, by the way. Yeah, but have a bit of a bored day and then just like say something um, controversial and then piss off for a while. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, oh, didn't mean to do that. Um, No, I do. I do think it is worth changing the venues. I do. I think I think mostly because they're receiving public money and how Mm. much money they get in. Like if you put all of those big venues together, like. They get and it's tax and it's our money, you know what I mean? It's public, it's public money, and they're public buildings. So no, I do think we should change them. I do think they should be more open, more porous, more um, accessible. Um, I used to love the South Bank Centre, 
um, for um, for this work, they used to they get. Um, because of that, where they are, because they are a really porous and open building, and actually the um, Albany too, um, people who were homeless would come in and sit in the building during the day, especially in winter when it was cold, and um, they would they would um, there's bits of the South Bank where it's just kind of on the ground floor. There's little kind of quiet little pockets of it, and they would sit there and they would just hang out for the day, keep warm, keep safe, and the staff came to me when I was working at um, a previous job and I was working with people who experienced homelessness and they said like what do we do to you know we want to like if they're going to be here all day what do we do like how do we engage and I said well just have a conversation just chat just chat to people you know get to know them get to know their names say hello in the morning when you see them um like buy if you've got a little bit of budget buy you know maybe buy a bit of cake and some tea and go and have a little chat like you know just just chat to people it's not that hard but I love the fact that that building was so accessible that that people just felt safe there just mm. felt safe to sit down use the public spaces and they, then you'd, you'd go down to another level and you'd see a load of teenagers like filming some dance routine for YouTube and it was like mm. and then you'd see another bit and you'd see kind of um, some retired people having a bit of cake and a bit of a a bit of a chat in another area, and I just loved the sense of that space. And the Albany is the same, where you'd get somebody who was just wanted a, a safe, warm corner for the day, because um, they'd maybe be sleeping rough and they needed somewhere to sit. And you had a load of kids studying for their GCSEs, and then you'd have like some, you know, some mums with push chairs coming in to like have some lunch. Um, and the kind of the combination of all of that, of people just mm. using spaces. So, no, I do think that's a long way of saying I do think it's really important. I love venues where people can just hang out and feel comfortable and feel like it is their space and they own it and they've got agency over it. And I do think so. Yes, audiences, but also just people who hang out in your buildings. That all needs to change. Yeah. Wonderful. So. Finally, the big question, if you could build any venue or arts venue or theatre of your own, you could, you had all the money in the world, <laughs> anything's possible, what would you do? I don't know if I would build a venue. Here we go. This is interesting. Like, like after what I think I've just said, I don't know. I'm, like I said before, I'm interested in, um, in place-based work. I'm interested mm. in, like in place in communities that are like spaces that already exist a bit like the Holbeck for instance or a bit like yeah. the work that um not too tame do um where they they go to spaces where people already are like yeah. they go to communities and spaces that, that people are already using I don't think I don't think we lack for venues at all um yeah. And I, I love the kind of, yeah, the not too tame model of kind of using working men's clubs and using spaces that already exist. Um, middle child in Hull, they're using a building that already exists. National Theatre of Wales, when that was founded, I found that incredibly inspiring because they just have some offices in Cardiff, like some little offices, mm. and it means they can base themselves across the country and do interesting things with people and spaces that already exist. I like I like that. I wouldn't build another building. I think there are loads already. Yeah. I think we're getting to a point on this podcast now where 
I'm here trying to build a theatre, but more people are like, oh, it's not actually a theatre. It's like a travelling thing or it's something. Yeah. Maybe that is going to be the future. Well, I think that's what's interesting. So part of my job is that we produce tours to go into schools. So it's, you know, there's been budget cuts for young people and for drama teachers and for schools over the years. And, you know, the big thing at the moment is we can't, schools can't afford to take 200 kids to see a show anymore. That's, those days are gone. But so what you have is like lots of young people who are not experiencing theatre at all through their teenage years when they're kind of 12, 13, 14. So we've started to go into school halls and and thinking about the Royal Exchange comment earlier about how I used to feel. That's not happening in those school halls. because It's their space. You're the guest. You're the guest. And they're hosting you. Those young people are hosting you. So the reaction you get. It's so much different. It's so much more authentic because they they feel relaxed. It's their building. It's their it's their gym. It's their school hall, and you're going in to meet them on their territory. I think that's so much more interesting, actually. So yeah, I think I like the idea of going to meet audiences where they already are. So my theater my theater wouldn't be a building. It would be a, it would be something that went to to people in yes. their spaces. Amazing. I love that. So that concludes episode 16 with Jenna Omelchenko. As I said, you can follow her on Twitter at Jenchenko. It is at Jenchenko. Yes. I was was going for an email address then. I was going to put at gmail.com. Please don't give my email address out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, if you do want an email address to email, you can get me at wesbuildstheatre at gmail.com. And that's Wes with the Z. And you get me at wesbuilds on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also follow the Wesbuilds a theatre Facebook page. There's a little rumour that there might be a live recording coming up that you guys can come to. So we'll have more information about that over coming episodes. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd drop a little teaser for you here on episode 16 and uh yeah i think that's just done jen i think that was a really fun episode so thank you for that and ta bye <laughs>